Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Here we are going on a vacation, yeah. or at least Lauren got to go on a vacation. <laughs> I did, I did. And we're going to talk about a brewery from Asheville, North Carolina called Burial Beer Company. Yep. And we're going to sample a couple of beers from them. I'm excited because I've never even heard of them. Yeah, I've never drank them. Um, I picked some up when we were in North Carolina for Easter and brought them back. Figured we could I'm glad talk you did. about them, chat, and uh, try some new beers. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Yeah, we're taking a trip, you guys. You know, we usually we stick to the Midwest, and uh, today we're gonna we're gonna go to the East we're Coast, going to North Carolina, yeah. which I will probably be frequenting. So I hope so. Let's uh, give this one. We're gonna open up. Uh, our Hearts of Ruin, a dry hopped pilsner. Hearts so. of Ruin. Yes. That our sounds really intense. Ruin. There's like yeah. a guillotine on the, uh, yeah. on the can. Yeah, well, it is burial. So the whole point of burial, apparently, um, is named in honor of um, two of the owners, Jess and Doug, spent a bunch of years in Louisiana, and it was... Named after kind of the New Orleans community celebrations of death through like elaborate parades and funeral processions and all of how they, um, their, you know, impression of that on them. So that's where burial actually came okay. from. Okay. Um, they're out of Asheville. Um, at the time when they opened in 2013, they were the 12th brewery to open in Asheville. Asheville has a ton Whoa. of breweries. There's 21 now, I think, or somewhere in the 20s. So if we ever That's go on vacation crazy. for just like beer, apparently Asheville is the place to go. I guess. That's <laughs> so, crazy. Right? Um, so uh, I said Jessica, Doug, there are a couple, and then Tim is their head brewer. So like three of them are essentially founders. Um, they opened on some property that was essentially... Um, a camp built by the government under FDR um, for the Civilian Conservation Corp back in like 1933 under the New Deal. So ah. there was this big set of six buildings on two acres of land. Um, and essentially the property for years and years and years was completely empty. Um, Burial purchased it in 2015 and expanded in 2016 to it's called forestry camp um okay. and so they repurposed five of the buildings to um, a production brewery their corporate office some barrel aging facilities um and then within the next i think in maybe 2019 they opened a restaurant in the sixth building um so it's a very like farm wow. to table 
five-course meal prefixed, I think, like restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, so it was one of the 2020 recipients of the Griffin Award presented by the Preservation Society of Asheville, whatever the hell that means. Um, but, uh, yeah, so pretty cool. Um, it's near Biltmore Village. If anybody knows Asheville, like the Biltmore Estate is the big one of the big attractions or you know okay there i've never been to Asheville actually so it's on the list mm. um <laughs> but yeah so they uh they refurbished the forestry camp to uh the brewery which is pretty cool um and the name is based out of the new orleans and so there's lots of historical things that go along with um this brewery however that's not the coolest part. So the coolest <laughs> part is they have this fantastic mural on the side of one of the buildings of Tom Selleck hanging out with Sloth from the Goonies. What? Yes. So <laughs> That's awesome. That yeah. is the coolest part. You're 100% <laughs> right? right about that. So like, people are like, why Tom Selleck and Sloth? Apparently, um, right after they opened their tap room, they were loaned some velvet tom Selleck display that was in their tap room and shortly thereafter a portrait of sloth somehow made it into their hands and they had this empty side of a building that they're like what do we want to do with this do we want to put their logo do we want to put something about life and death or light and dark blah 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 mm-hmm. um but in cell instead it's just a portrait of sloth and tom Selleck hanging out on an urban farm uh, nestled in the mountains, hanging out. They're just the best of buds. That sounds awesome. (laughs) So that, to me, is probably the most entertaining part of it. It's definitely the weirdest, but it's (laughs) also pretty awesome. So pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so anyways, they have a restaurant on the property, uh, Salt and Smoke, it's called. They have very good uh, things to say about them. Um, they have a changing menu all the time. And so you can get beer from Burial. You can get some quality barbecue and sausage and things from Salt and Smoke. And hang out on their patio with Tom Selleck and Sloth. So, nice. <laughs> if Sounds we ever, really good. Right? If we ever go, that's uh, I think that's a, a place to stop. They recently announced plans for a taproom in Charlotte as well that has not opened yet. So that may be next year um, or sometime in the future. So they continue to expand um, since they opened in 2013. So cool. Sounds like a cool place. Cool historical background. Uh, fantastic mural. And we're going to try their beer because I've never had it. So let's yeah. see. So what is this here? It's a dry. It's a Pilsner. It's a Pilsner. Yes. Okay. We haven't had a Pilsner in a while, I feel like. No. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Hmm. Burial's Pilsner. Burial's Pilsner. What was this? Our Hearts of Ruin. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like the aroma is a little bit stronger than a normal Pilsner. To me. Maybe not. Maybe the first smell before I tasted it. Now that I've tasted it, I feel like it is less impactful. Hmm. What is this aroma that I'm getting? Is it almost like a almost like a smoky smell? Maybe it's like, different, isn't it? It's a different aroma than a normal pilster. Yeah, that was my first got... my initial impression was 
this tastes like there's something else with this pilsner. Well, it says here in description, and gosh, I love when we have to go to the can <laughs> to find out more information, that it's a mashup of delightful Keller Pills with dank West Coast IPA. Mm. So I so wonder maybe if it's maybe, that. you know, this hop combination um, kind of makes this pilsner have a little bit more body, maybe a little bit more aroma. A little bit more bite, I think, than a normal. It does not smell like a normal pilsner to me, and that was the fir- my first impression of it. I mean, for the most um, part, I think it tastes like a normal pilsner. I don't really I think get it's a the lot. the smell. The smell to me is a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, I don't different. get a lot of, like, Definitely no, like, West Coast IPA no, flavor. No, it doesn't taste like West Coast IPA to me at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, I feel like Pilsner doesn't have a super strong aoma normally. Yeah, that's And true. this one has Pretty a bit noticeable. stronger than I would be used Expect. to from a Pilsner. Yeah. So the aroma to me stuck out. Um, I wouldn't guess West Coast IPA. I mean, it tastes like a Pilsner. It's got a little bit more fuller bodied than a normal Pilsner. So, but a lot of the craft beers, I feel like. I mean, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, but. And I think on the aftertaste, I get a little bit more of that bite, maybe that zing that you get from from an IPA. A little bit. Um, very subtle. Yeah. But now I've had a couple of drinks of it, Mm -hmm. so you know I've got it in my in there man and uh <laughs> and i definitely get a little bit more than you maybe get from a typical pill sure yeah i think i'd go so far as to say that that's totally fair i think the aroma yeah. is stronger i think that it's still got a crispness to it that i would expect from a normal pilsner and a little bit on the back end is a little bit more bite um but overall mm-hmm. it's a pretty nice light tasting yeah beer I like it. So. I don't know if I, gosh, I'm trying to think of the last time we had a Pilsner on it's the been a podcast. While. Yeah. Um, I normally really like them mm-hmm. when we have them on the podcast because craft brewers tend to really shine yeah. sometimes with mm-hmm. with something with with such a like simple crisp flavor yeah. that is you know not super simple to make all of the time um they add a little bit something to it than a normal that you know you'd see in just a norm normal i say normal but yeah like a mass-produced yeah like what you're used to yeah. what you what you think of most mm-hmm. of the time when you drink a pilsner and yeah. like um normally i get the feeling that it's just that the care and an action taken to create it mm-hmm. has produced something that's just kind of an amplified version uh, and a higher quality version of what we we're used to yeah. for I this think, beer yeah. style. I think that's pilsners and, and lagers um, tend to, when it's a craft brewery, tend to add just a little bit more mm-hmm. than what you're used to with the large mass produced ones. Um, which makes sense, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's, like I said, the aroma is a little bit stronger. It's got a little bit more body to it. Um, but it tastes, it tastes like a Pilsner. So it yeah. tastes like what is advertised with a little bit of additions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty good. It's, yeah. you know, I agree. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's discuss. What are we let's talking about today? talk about 
parental roles. So more specifically, you know, what roles do you have and what mm. roles does your spouse have? Okay. You know, to kind of get things done. How do you keep uh, this house in order? We don't. I mean, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. We I try, mean, but we don't. I can barely, like, manage my children, my work schedule, and, like, eating meals yeah, at a like normal one time other thing. <laughs> uh, versus like keeping my house clean or something oh, crazy like that, which I'm never good at. Um, <laughs> when it comes to roles, my husband and I both have a, kind of the same attitude. Nobody really has a lot of like, this is your job and this is mm-hmm. my job. Obviously, there are times where we've divided up sure. responsibilities yeah. with the children, with the home, with Mm-hmm. All of those areas. Um, but we don't we don't really try to like, well, it's your job to clean the bathrooms oh, or yeah, no. it's your job to, you know, go yeah. on the field trips or sure. whatever or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so generally we kind of, you know, it's, it's really mostly it boils down to who's off that day or who's yeah. available. You I was going to say that partially has to do with, you know, in the old stereotypical world, if mom was home or worked less hours and dad was working a nine to five job, it was who's home. Your husband and you and my husband have kind of variable or not typical nine to five Monday through Friday schedules. Sure. So we are in some ways we're like that. In some ways we have very specific uh, roles within our household, but Mm. for field trips and like childcare things, it's literally just who's available. Yes. So I've gone on field trips with the kids when they existed. My husband's gone on field trips with the kids. I've taken them to doctor's appointments. If I'm off, he's taken them to doctor's appointments. If he's off, like sure that is anything that's during the day for the children is literally just, who's available to do them. Yeah. So I would I would fall under the same in that area of, sure. as you. Now, I will also say that we, my husband and I, we don't really, I don't want, how do I put this in the like nicest way possible? Sometimes there's what you consider like gender roles mm-hmm. yep. when it comes to certain responsibilities, yep. especially when it comes to managing a home and a family. Mm-hmm. People sometimes believe that it's the woman's role to manage the cleaning and the children and the the meal prep and things like that. Whereas, you know, perhaps the husband or the father is handling, you know, the yard work Mm -hmm. and the garbage and the, uh, you know, fixing appliances. The more male Sure, yeah, finger quotes, totally. Um, And I don't want to go so far as to make this a gender roles conversation because... Mm. Um, in my home, usually there is no mom does this stuff and dad does that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, obviously there is when one's home and one's not. Sure. Um, but you know, I fix appliances, I build shelves, I handle car maintenance. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it, and only because it just happens to be the thing that I'm going to yeah. do that day. Yeah, yeah. You know, Hey, if the furnace goes out, whoever's home has at to work, deal with it, yeah. I'm going to fix the furnace, <laughs> yeah. you know? But if he's home, mm-hmm. if, the, if he's driving the car and the tire goes flat, then it's his problem. He's yeah. gonna, <laughs> he's gonna change that tire. Like mm-hmm. that's gonna be how that goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that being said, we do divide responsibilities. You know, I mean, yeah. I was really pushing hard to get the pool last summer, and it was something <laughs> he was like, not initially super excited about, <laughs> and because I am 
unwilling to compromise <laughs> most of the time. Uh, he just kind of went with it. Yeah. But I did say that I would handle a lot of the maintenance and care. Since it was something you really wanted. Because I pushed for it. Fair. Yeah. And he was much... I think that was a big concern for mm-hmm. him. So, like, in that regard... It was something that I wanted to do, but I was willing to also kind of take on the responsibility of that particular thing. And I think that under similar circumstances with just a different thing, he would have handled it the same way. You know, if he wanted to build a deck on the back of the house and I was sort of unsure that's what I wanted to do, if he was like, well, I'll handle the responsibility of, of... putting this together or hiring somebody to do it or whatever coordinating whatever that happens to be yes Mm -hmm. that i would be like okay as long as i don't have to manage the whole thing i'm cool with it you know we've had that conversation about putting solar panels on our roof is that it's not that i'm against the idea i'm i'm certainly not if it seems to be a financially responsible thing to do but the yeah, undertaking yeah. is something that I I hesitate to get involved. Oh, in. for sure, it's a significant undertaking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we um, we are probably much more gender role oriented, and mm-hmm. not um, not that either one of us is not capable of doing the things, but I have zero desire to mow the lawn. We're on an acre and a quarter, and I don't oh, want to do that. Sure. So I don't. I didn't. Um. <laughs> for I didn't. I will say I didn't mow the lawn for an incredibly long time mm-hmm. because our old lawnmower was almost impossible to start. Mm. He would be out there like trying to start this thing, like uh, pulling the cord, yeah. and it would take every ounce of his body weight to, <laughs> to like just get, get this start. thing started. Ugh. So like, if I were to mow the lawn, mm-hmm. he would have to start, start it the for mower you, for so me. So it's pointless. So now me. that we have a different lawn mower. Yeah. There have been times where I've gone out and mowed the lawn. And it's mostly because if it's a nice day, I find it relaxing yeah, to no... do it for sure. a half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes like three hours to mow a lawn. I have no desire yeah. to do that. Oof, that sounds um, terrible. <laughs> and car maintenance is also something that he generally just handles. Sure. Um, now, I, I do know how to work a snowblower. I had I have to do it when he's on shift. He's a fireman, oh, so he's gone. So it inevitably snows a foot when he's at work. That's just oh, how it well, works. Of course. So, I've dealt with the I same mean, like, issue. It just, snows a foot, and works. then the temperature drops to like negative yeah, 25, sure. and it's super windy. Yeah, and, and he's not home, so it's blowing in my face. And, <laughs> and, you know. and your body so, just goes yeah, down to frozen. Pretty much, yeah. So I, I do and can and will do that um, if needed. Mm-hmm. But I handle... All of the bills. My husband probably has zero idea how much goes in or out of our house, how much our mortgage is, how to pay the bills. If something happened to me, God forbid, I have no idea how he would survive paying all the bills. <laughs> I joked with my husband so. <laughs> about this just yesterday yeah. that um, if like, we, ch- I don't recall exactly how it went down. We were talking about Marvel movies and, mm-hmm. and you know, they're at one point in the movie, like half of the world disappears. Yes, yes. The snap. And yeah. yes. And so... <laughs> Uh, we had this conversation, well, you know, if somebody was gone for five years and mm-hmm. then they suddenly came back, like, where would you be at in your life? Like, if I was mm. around and you weren't, yeah, would you have waited? Would you sure. still be around? I mean, waited isn't even the right word because eventually you just assumed I was gone forever, right. right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and my husband was like, oh, I would definitely, like, move on. And... <laughs> 
I was just like, well, you would have to because somebody has to take care of the bills and you would not know what to do. So you need to find somebody before the next mortgage payment is due. And he was just like, yeah. And I was like, I would would go forever without you, Mike. I would never remarry. I would just live my life in honor of you. And he was just like, okay, man. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Way to rub that one in. Yeah. He's like, that's why I went first. That's why you made me go first. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I handle all of that. I handle pretty much all the coordination logistics of like the children for the most part, like with very few exceptions. I'm the one that like signs them up for school and activities and handles babysitters and who's going to help with the kids today and get them on the bus, blah, 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 blah. Do like, you handle babysitters when it's a time where your husband won't be around? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do as well. Yeah. And occasionally... I or well what about if you're gone? You do it when you're going to mm-hmm. be gone as well. Yeah. I occasionally go back and forth a little bit on this area because my husband will go this hasn't happened in forever, but he used to go <laughs> to these conventions once in a while and when mm-hmm. he would go depending on when it was, there would be times where I would have to find somebody to watch the kids for like the Friday that yeah. he was gone because mm-hmm. I was going to need to go Network to work. And, yep. Mm-hmm. And um I would get kind of annoyed that it was like my job to find somebody because he's because out having he's... fun. Yeah, no. and vice versa. Even mm-hmm. you know, there were times where I would be like, "I'm going to be gone for this weekend mm-hmm. coming up six months from now." Right. And can you ask your folks can if you they can come? It out? Yeah. And he would just be like, "Oh, shoot. yeah, no, I'll totally ask them." And then like <laughs> three months, three go months by later, and, and like, I'm like talking to his parents, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, what are you guys good for the last weekend in July?" And they're just like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, that's cool. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. Like that yeah. you don't know what's happening." All right. Well, so. <laughs> So you should know. So I yeah. wondered if, if yeah. like you said, that coordinating babysitters. So all always. Generally speaking, I mean, if if it's something that I'm like, can you please talk to your parents mm. about this? I will tell him to call his parents right. to ask for a specific day. Um, but that's mostly because he talks to his parents more than I talk to his parents. Sure. So I will ask him to do that. But generally speaking the planning of all of that and the, okay, who are we going to have that falls on me? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would say the same for myself. I think that there are a lot of, I I like to plan trips. Oh yeah. I'm the only Um, one that plans the trips. (laughs) I occasionally, you know, more recently last summer we went to like starved rock and then we went to this, state park by uh the mississippi river called mississippi palisades and my husband actually planned quite a bit of that trip Mm -hmm. um the only thing that i really planned was that we ended our trip in galena Mm -hmm. and we planned a night or two there and i planned some of that we kind of worked together on like houses because we rented houses for the trip um but otherwise it was sort of split it was sort of a split uh vacation for planning but normally yeah. I plan most of the trips. And I think, you know, it's funny because I think there are times where he wishes I weren't planning hmm. the trip. But it's not because he wants to plan the trip. It's because he doesn't want to have a plan. Uh. <laughs> and I can't handle and you're like, that. No, we need a plan. I can't yeah. handle the anxiety of no plan. So <laughs> I have to plan yeah. not every detail. I don't need to know sure. where every meal is going to be or anything I need like to know where I'm that. sleeping. 
<laughs> but I yeah, but I do like to like know that there's a pillow for me later. Yes, that's, you know, that's fair. in a room with like a curtain that closes. Yeah, not like a hostel or something. Plus, yeah, we have no kids now, so bunk it's a little beds. Yeah, but you know, um, I don't remember the last time my husband planned a trip for for us. He goes on vacations usually once or twice a summer. And he will just wing it. So, like, he won't even know where he's going because he'll just go on on his motorcycle for four days and look at the weather and be like, I'm going to go west and just go until he doesn't go anymore and finds a place to eat and gets a hotel and just literally just wings it. Um, But he hasn't planned anything for us in... I don't know. I don't know the last time. A very long time. Usually what, it's me. What role... I know we're talking about a lot about vacation planning, <laughs> but like like how much... Like do you propose where to go and then make all the plans or do you guys kind of like chat about where to go and then you make the plans? Um, I mean, do you like come to a consensus on... Where? The general stuff and then you kind of take the reins? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I definitely have... We both have had in the past, like, ideas of, of where to go. Sometimes it's the kids that decide where to go. Sure. So, and then what we, I just kind of like, all right, well, that's where we're going. So that's what we're going to do. Um, but we've talked about, like, we want to go somewhere for our anniversary this year. But we... With the children, how they are, and my oldest son being a little bit unpredictable, we don't want to have to fly because we want to be a little bit more flexible if we need to come home. Sure. Um, so we've talked about, we were originally talking about going to New Orleans, but every freaking time we need to go to New Orleans, we have to come home early. So it's I like remember. it's a black cloud place, even though we really enjoy it. For some reason, it's it just luck. doesn't work out for us. So it's bad luck. Um, so we were like, okay, well, where can we go that's drivable? And so we're just kind of literally like, I literally will just like look at the map and be like, okay, what's within like four hours? Yeah, right. Of us. Um, and so I think we might do the Bourbon Trail again. We did it a few years ago, but we didn't get to everything. So I think we might try and do that again. Nice for us. Now we go camping every summer like four or five times, and we do have like. One place that we go to every July and every September. But besides that, we pretty much are just like, okay, let's try someplace new the other times. Um, And so often we'll both just look and talk about, okay, well, what about here? I feel like I propose most of the ideas, but I definitely look for his input in like what locations Mm -hmm. do we think we want to go or would we rather go here or not here? Um, I feel like he's just used to me planning, though. I mean, we've been together for 22 years, so, like, it's just kind of always been my role. Even before we were married, I took over paying over his credit, paying his credit card bills. Like, it's, like, almost habit at this point that, like, I do this, I plan things. Like, sometimes he hates that I plan too many things. Like, he's somebody who'd rather just, like, sit at home and not have, like, plans for a weekend, which is totally fine. I like to have things to do. Yeah. So we're definitely opposites in that regard that I'm like, okay, well, I want to have a plan. Like we went to the Museum of Science and Industry this weekend um, and it was just bad timing because my son, my, uh, my twin boy had his first lacrosse game. So we're like running downtown to the museum, then to lacrosse. And like, so now that the kids are starting more activities, I feel like we will be doing less things. Because right. now we are we are sports parents, um, and every Saturday from now until June, 
will probably be the lacrosse games. Um, yes, yeah. I'm about to start that myself. My son starts soccer this mm-hmm. weekend, and yeah. it runs through the end of June. Yep. So. Yep, it's uh, that's our Saturdays now, and for him, Tuesday and every Tuesday and Thursday night our practice. So our schedule is: my oldest has six days a week of therapy, so he goes to school Monday through Friday, then he goes to therapy. Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. And then therapy on Saturdays from 9 to 12. So that's one kid. And then my boy twin has lacrosse practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays, games on Saturdays and sometimes Sundays. Mm. And my daughter has dance on Wednesday nights. And then the twins have MMA on either we pick Monday, Wednesday, or Saturday. Usually it used to be Saturdays. Now that lacrosse is on Saturdays, it's Mondays. So (laughs) our schedule is ridiculous. Somebody has something every single day. Yes. Every single day. Yeah. Literally every single day. So we don't, we don't stop doing things. So I (laughs) get that my husband's like, we need to not plan things partially because if we weren't as busy with the kids, I feel like it would be easier to be like, we're going to go do this on the weekend. Sure. Sure. But now that our kids are getting older, um, it's become much more difficult. So all of that logistics, like, of all of the schedule is usually on me. Like, okay, if our son has lacrosse and my husband is at work and my other son is at therapy, who's going to pick up, who's going to make meals, who's going to do all of that? Like, on Wednesdays, my my father, my parents are awesome and they help a ton. My dad will pick up my son and take him to therapy. But on Wednesdays, they have school and then... My dad drops off my oldest at therapy, and then my daughter has dance at 5.30, and then I have to go drop her off at dance, then go pick up my son from therapy when he's done at 6, then get back to pick up my daughter from dance at 6.15, and then get home to attempt to eat something before going to bed. So, So all of that, like, literally our life is just a set of complicated logistics at this point. So there's got to be planning, right? <laughs> right? Like I I every day there's steps of planning to our days. Um so yeah, so that's that's I feel like that's mostly my job is mm-hmm. handling all of the logistics of our lives. Um and definitely like if I ask my husband to do something he will do it, but it's not like he would really know or take it upon himself to schedule most of that. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's usually mostly on me. I usually, it's funny because sometimes I'll be like, oh, uh, I'm going to take off about 8.15 because I'm meeting with Lauren tonight. And he'll be like, for what? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, going? you guys are recording oh. tonight? Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I told you like three days ago that we moved it from whatever yeah. day to this day or something or sure. this is the yeah. day that we landed on or whatever. But I always tell him right away, like, yeah. when the next In advance. Yeah. meeting is going to be. And he's just like, yeah, I didn't remember that. And I'm like, you know, I put it in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, yeah, but you change it sometimes. Yeah, when I change it, I change it in the calendar. Yes. And he's like, well, I'm not looking at the calendar. And I was like, I shared my calendar with you. That's so that, the reason that I shared my calendar. <laughs> so that you would never miss it. So that you would see when you yes. looked at the calendar earlier today that I was going to be meeting with Lauren tonight. Yes. And he's just like, I can't do that. I just won't be doing that. And I'm just like, it's fine. I'm just saying sometimes I'm going to be like, okay, bye. And yeah. I'm going to run out the door. And it's in the calendar. Yeah, we have, um, we, we, we don't use Google calendars, but we use an app called Time Tree. 
Oh, okay. Um, and it's a shared calendar, so we can both have the app and we share it and we just oh, use that good. Maybe app I together. Do that. And so when someone adds something, it actually gives you a notification that Brandon added this oh, to the calendar. Oh, time So I can tree. see, like, He's teaching Academy on Wednesday, July 14th. He added that today. Um, right. So it's kind of nice that if someone adds or edits, then it will give you a notification to say, oh, this other person added this to the calendar. Take a look. I like that. Um, so that's pretty nice. And then also, if it's in there, it's in there. But earlier today, my husband as well was like, oh, you're podcasting tonight? And I was like, it's in the calendar. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes, Same I am. conversation. And it's in the calendar. Um but yeah, there's there's a lot of things in the calendar. But that's how we manage our life is literally like a shared calendar. I know. Because otherwise right? we would have we would be completely lost and have no idea where anyone is supposed to be. <laughs> Some time ago, and this was a couple years ago, my brother added me to his calendar on Google, on Google because yeah. I was going to be like helping pick kids up or something. Sure. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently. <laughs> I like went to look at my calendar mm-hmm. and it had something of his and it was like doctor's appointment. And I was just like, oh man. And I like called him and I'm like, hey, you don't want to take me off your calendar because now yeah. I'm like getting your doctor appointment reminders. Need, yeah. I don't really need to know that. But. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But yes, it this this is how we run our lives <laughs> through, through a, a, a shared calendar app. app. I like that. Time tree. Time tree is I what it's called. I am going to look into that. Yeah, it honestly sure. works really well for us. We've been using it for a while. So um, otherwise, yeah, we... Uh, and I used to, like, personally, I actually like to write things down. Okay. So, like, I used to just have a planner, but that only works for me. Like, and there's so sure. many things that are between the two of us that and I like this app, which I'm totally just selling the app, but um because it's separate from Google. It's separate from that. Like it's just its own entity. Right. So I don't have to log into anything else. It's just you don't even have to log in. It's just on there and you only go to that and it's not jumbled with anything else. That's good. Just that. Um so yeah. Can you like color code and stuff for whose activity it is and things yeah, like that? Yeah, you can that. put different categories and things like that. I haven't explored a ton, but like so my husband works on red shifts, so which means something to firefighter families, not to the rest of the world. But so his schedule's in there and it says be work and it's labeled red and like sure so in different people who add things it's a different color so if i add something it's one color if he adds something it's a different color so there's different ways to categorize things in there and you can make it recurring or not you can set a reminder or you can just not set a reminder so if you really need to be like reminded oh there's a doctor appointment i'm probably going to forget it you set yourself a reminder if you just want it in the calendar you don't need to have any reminders so it's pretty customizable Hmm. um Anyways, it works for us. So. That sounds really good. I'm in it. I am going to check it out. So that's how we run our life. And it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. So on that note, um, let's drink another f- beer from Burial. Um, this one is Metallic Vessels, a black lager with coffee, which is something that I don't know if I've had before. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, they have crazy artwork on their cans, and they have, like, random, like, I don't know, like, language, like, sayings on here. Beings never cease. We lay down and perish. Oof. Like, it's it's such... 
I don't know. That's heavy, From the beleaguered souls of our vengeful confines, we welcome this modern black lager. Like, it's very... I mean, it's burial, so, I mean, I guess. Sure, I guess. It's appropriate, but... It's dark. I like it. It's interesting. Whoa, it's a dark lager, huh? It it is. It's with coffee, so I guess that's... uh, This is fascinating, I am excited about this. A black lager. Oh, it smells like coffee. Does it? Definitely smells like coffee. Yeah, this is super interesting. Oh. Right? Yeah. Does smell like coffee. It smells like cold brew. It does. Right? It does. Huh. That's it, you guys. I mean, it just smells like cold brew. I can't say anything more about the aroma on this one. Uh, It's got a nice head. I mean, it's a thin head. There's not a lot to it. Right. But but it sticks to the glass. So it's got something going on there, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, it's pretty decent staying power. Like the head didn't, you know. I mean, it's still. Yeah, I still have still there, it. But... Whatever was there when I poured it, it's still basically there. So it's not really dissipating very quickly. Did you taste it? I did just taste it. It is coffee. Oh my! It is coffee. It tastes like cold brew. It, it tastes does like cold kind brew. of doesn't. Um, it's got the, a little bit of a creamy. I was gonna say to the it. thing about cold brew beer or cold brew <laughs> actual coffee, <laughs> blah, is this is cold brew beer. That's what I'm gonna call this. That's what we're calling this. <laughs> cold brew um, beer. Cold brew beer. But uh, the thing about cold brew coffee is that if you don't put anything in it, mm-hmm. it's very very strong. Yes, you agree. know. Mm-hmm. And so because you. You steep this coffee for a really long time oh, when you make yeah. cold brew. So like, it this doesn't there. taste yeah. as strong as it like black cold brew. No, would but taste. it's very similar. To but that. it has that yeah exact flavor. It smells like cold brew. Yeah, it does. Like super yeah, and it tastes very strong of coffee. I mean, this is this is a coffee beer. You know, I was going to drink a cup of coffee before I came over, and now I'm kind of glad that I didn't. <laughs> if you do not like coffee, you will hate no. this beer. Yeah, I mean. Literally hate. I love coffee, yeah. and I like this beer. I yeah, like it. I like it. I don't, I don't love, love it. it. Yeah. It's a little, it's almost a little too much for me. I feel like. Okay, I'm going to say something. I feel like it needs a little vanilla. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I could put like a little teaspoon of sugar in this. Right? It might be just right. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Great Muppet Caper? Oh my gosh. Years and years and okay. years ago. So at one point in the movie, this is important, you guys. At one point in the movie, they go to this supper club and they're oh. like dancing. Yes. yes. And, and it's super fancy. And Fozzie is sitting there, Fozzie Bear, and he's got champagne. Uh huh. And he's pouring teaspoons of sugar into the champagne. And he leans over and he goes, if you put enough sugar in this, it tastes just like ginger ale. And sometimes I think about that. First of all, I always think of it when I drink champagne. Uh And sometimes I think about it when I hit something that could Could use use just a tiny bit of sweetness. Yeah. yeah. Including coffee drinks, where I've had stuff that I felt like was maybe going to have a little sweetness and didn't, uh-huh. or yeah. I added some sugar to yeah. it. Or this is very uh, more of a coffee bitter taste, not a hoppy bitter no, taste, yeah. but a coffee Absolutely. bitter taste. And I, even though I don't taste vanilla in anything, I feel as though this could actually use a little maybe. bit of something. Yeah. 
um, sweetness to it to kind of offset that bitterness Maybe a like, little bit. Yeah, vanilla sounds really good. Maybe as a second. Maybe even just a touch of like cinnamon mm-hmm. or a little more, some sort of adjunct in here. Yeah, um, something just one more flavor. Yeah, I think. agreed. I think so. And it's a not, sweet flavor yeah. would be great because yes. I think that that I this would cut through this a coffee bit. bitterness yeah. a little bit. It's not bad, but it is very bitter, very coffee. Um, you know, it's. I mean, it's technically a black lager, so it's thinner. It's not a heavy Mm -mm. drink. It's a very thin drinking beer, but it is super coffee bitter. Um, It smells like cold brew. It tastes like coffee. I feel like it could use a little bit of some other flavor to it to make it a little bit more complex, cut a little bit of that bitterness. Um... Because it like that aftertaste is pure coffee to me. Oh yeah, and I like coffee. Don't get me wrong. Like I mean, I, I'm breathing I do. coffee right now. Yes, I'm drinking this. Literally tastes and smells and, and it's aftertaste. Five percent coffee. ABV. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it just tastes like coffee. It just tastes <laughs> like coffee, you guys. That's what it tastes like. I mean, if you really like black coffee, this is gonna really then, knock your socks off. Yeah. I think. I think it's just like just a tiny bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very excited that we tried it because yeah, it's, something, me too. it's different. something different. I definitely have never had yeah. anything like this. Yeah. So totally. that in and of itself is totally worth it. And I've never had anything from Burial, and I hear about them when I say like I'm in a bunch of um, craft beer uh, girls groups. Okay. And so I was going to North Carolina, and I was like, all right, where where should I check out? And unanimously people said burial unfortunately i wasn't anywhere near it so i didn't go but i did look for it while i was there okay um so a lot of people in the area definitely it's well known um it's well liked it's definitely someplace that people people recommend but i had never been or heard of it because frankly i don't hang out in north carolina so or on the east coast in general Mm -hmm. um but yeah, super excited to try it. They had a bunch of different beers. I mean, they had a, a ton of, even at just the bottle shop that I went to that was a tiny bottle shop, had huh. a, a handful. Um, I just kind of picked something that, like I said, seemed unique, and sure. this was it. So this is something that I have never had anything like. I can definitely say that. So um, Yeah, absolutely. But no, yeah. I'm glad that you shared this. Cool. This was great. What a fun little adventure to uh north carolina (laughs) no regrets there no not at all so yeah thanks for joining us again you guys and we'll catch you on the next round and this was awesome thanks for joining us thanks bye-bye thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from parenting by the pint be sure to find us on facebook twitter and instagram and make sure that you rate review and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts have a great week and cheers to you all